Thanks for tuning in to the Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. This is episode 119. I am Josh Roop. With me, my co-captain, as always, Scott Larson. And Scott, it is Expo is right around the corner. There's rumors of new games being revealed. If you want these games, who are you going to call? Well, I'm going to call Zach and Nicole Mini just like I did when I ordered my Pinball Alley sign. Nice. And yes. Eastern Pop Bumper sign. Yes. So I ordered both of those and I'm super excited to get them downstairs. I actually have wanted I, I, I wanted the old version of the, the Pinball Alley sign. This one's even cooler. Yeah. This one and is so, cool. And this one actually is open to the fans because before you had to be a dealer to get the Pinball Alley sign. Yep. So and actually that old pinball alley sign was like three thousand dollars well and this is two thousand and honestly one of the toppers that have gone down in price if it's (laughs) if you want a five foot topper huh like do you want a mando topper do you want the stern alley pinball sign i would say the the sign it looks really cool okay i will say the stern one the uh the mando one's still pretty cool i know that's how cool this sign is (laughs) yes uh, absolutely this uh it's huge so yep i would uh contact zach and nicole mini at flipping out pinball they're always Good, good to hook you up. I agree. So, Scott, it's been kind of, it's been a really good two weeks. We just did the, we were coming off the Bragg Brothers interview. Right. Which had an amazing response. Well, okay, first off, they came huge. Yes. Like, they, they were engaging. They were really easy to talk to. And so any credit we get goes with having excellent guests. So I, I appreciate them coming on and taking the human side. I don't know if I, I read this to you. I don't know if Roger will be mad at me. Might, oh, I go ahead. It's hilarious. Let me pull up an email that we got from Roger because Roger didn't know this was happening. And <laughs> <laughs> I actually want to get Roger back on. Definitely. Because now that we've both had time to see the movie a few times, it would be interesting to dissect it with him. It says, uh, Scott, Josh, Meredith, and Austin just spent a little over an hour being entertained by you all smiles on my faces and a wonderful surprise. Thank you. Thankfully one of the highlight highlighted items in this week in pinball, because why wouldn't my son Josh ever let me know that something was going to be aired? <laughs> I, I just love, I, I just love the jab right at Josh. It's I'm glad hilarious. it's not just us. It's his dad too. That oh, no, no. And you know what? Josh is actually one of the funniest guys I've ever met. And he, he's really good at, at returning the jab. So I, I appreciate that. That was that, that, that put a huge smile on my face. Anyways, just want to send a shout out. Take care. Mm-hmm. Meet the very much older Mr. Sharp. Yes. It was great to get that. I mean, we've received more feedback on this episode than probably for a while. Well, besides, yeah. Besides it's, the Carrie Hardy episode, which we got a lot of feedback on as yeah. well, but it was a lot, I, not a single positive or not a single, not, negative. not a single positive. One star, but there was people (laughs) that reached out and said they they don't typically like the interview styles because they feel they're too cliche and they felt like this was very, just very raw and and smooth and just, they were impressed with how we were able to get the directors just like, just talking with friends, right? They, they were, again, they were, uh, they were great interviewees. So uh, we feel very honored that they came on and amazing insight to the movie, which, yes, which was a great it's a great companion because a lot of times when you watch a movie, you're not really sure what you're going to get. Yeah. And I would say everybody in pinball is still a little gun shy on anything that shines light on the hobby just because I mean, come on special when lit it, it highlighted the oddities in the hobby to, and that's, bit, to put yeah. it, that's to put it kindly. 
I think it's, it's free on it's free on something right now because I went back through it. Yeah, and you're right; it does kind of make us look like it. Well, it's it seems like it's making a making any fan look foolish. And kind of. You, yeah, if you have if you have editorial control, then that seems a very vindictive thing to do when you're interviewing know. someone sincerely and then you portray them in a negative light. I don't know if it's necessarily that I can see it poorly, but it almost is like you got the most oddballs, not most oddballs. Let me apologize. You you got some more of the unique personalities uh, when, when we've had so many more enter into the hobby as of late. I mean, this right. was recorded in 2009. It, 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 this is before ACDC. This is before the real right. resurgence. And even Steve Ritchie, after that movie was brought out, he kind of was, you know, everyone felt like pinball was in a decline. Like it was not. Pin, pinball was on life support. Yeah. And it had a D uh, it had a do not resuscitate label on it. Yes. And it, it was, really was hurting. There was some glimpses. You've got Spider-Man in that era. You've got, mm-hmm. was, was Iron Man around that time? Yeah. So I, okay. So I actually did pull this up right before. So if you look at, okay, let's just say past Lord of the Rings. Okay. Yeah. So I would say Lord of the Rings was definitely a high point. Definitely. In, 2000s right yep. okay so how many of these do you want to lord of the rings followed by ripley's believe it or not elvis That's actually it's sleeper that one is good i'm not gonna lie oh, ripley's okay is but good. you don't want to own it i'm sorry you don't no i'll own well for the price it's maybe not the price it's commanding yeah. now but maybe two years ago yeah elvis sopranos grand prix nascar world poker tour pirates of the caribbean which is okay which is good i own that it's one good. yeah Dale Jr., Family Guy, Spider-Man, owned that one. Yep. Okay. Wheel of Fortune, Indiana Jones, Batman the Dark Knight, Shrek, CSI, 24, NBA, Big Buck Hunter Pro, and then Iron Man is in 2010. Okay, so we're we're right there at the cusp. But so, it's still it's still pre-ACDC. Okay. I would really say it ACDC is. was a turning point. Well, ACDC was actually the turning point, and we'll get to that yes. to later. Because after Iron Man, you have Avatar, Rolling Stones, then you start the baby turn with Tron. Yeah. Yep. And then Transformers. And then you you really jump back onto the scene with ACDC. So it it was it, it certainly was a business in crisis, a hobby in crisis. It really was. If you want to check out the movie yourself, it is on Tubi, T-U-B-I. You can check it out okay. for free. No extra skin off your nose. Give us your opinion, because I do. Like I said, it, I think the problem was is like they're at the beginning. It even starts going through these people. They're like, "Well, I own fifty machines," and the one's mm-hmm. like, "I own two hundred machines." And then there's like mm-hmm. at one point, the guys like, "I own nineteen hundred machines," and they're all kind of just like in a garage, stacked up on a t- top of each other. Right. And I mean, like I said, there there's some highs and lows in that movie. It, it's just it's a very unique look at pinball and it's funny because i was talking to some higher ups in the industry and i said hey you know someone should do an updated documentary because because we're special when lit ended you know it it showed the the graveyard yeah it was it was the the dead pins in some sort of field like forest it was super depressing yeah their their recommendation was don't do it (laughs) well but because i think they got they got burned I, I'm yeah. sorry, you did. They, they, um, and okay, we've all said it before. 
that you and I have said, the great thing about pinball is it is a place for everybody. Yeah. You know, regardless of religion, regardless of politics, regardless of gender orientation, color, etc. Like yeah. this is something that we can all just say, Hey, we are different. Let's play pinball. And it's a very and, chill hobby for the most part too. For the most part there, there are some, some, um, some drama trolls for yeah, sure. some flare ups here and there, but for the most part, I would say people are very welcoming. Yeah, I agree. So that, that it's, it, I'm, I'm sad that the, the most positive now it's been years since I've seen the show, but the most positive part was, I believe it's the Orange County Pinball, where it talked about they basically converted to a private collection. They had Lee. That was a very positive part because yeah. it showed people who are passionate. And I, I, I'm a little weird. Okay, so I, I, I'm sure if they interviewed me, I'd come off as is very bizarre. Yeah, but it, it did show a genuine enthusiasm for it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so anyway, it, I think actually the Roger Sharp movie is the best thing they could do. Yes, more, 100%. More than, more than a documentary on how yes. pinballs got back. I agree. The Man Who Saved Pinball is a fantastic film. We we rewatched it right before having the mm-hmm. Brad Brothers on. If you have not watched it yet, what are you doing? It's, it's on Amazon. It, it, it's on Vudu. Go rent it. Mm-hmm. It's on Hulu right now for free. If you've got a subscription to Hulu, go watch it. It is yeah. amazing. It truly is. Yep. Well, I got a list of stuff. Let's get going on it. I know it's not on my list, but I just remembered about two weeks ago, a week ago, you know, I went out to see a concert, went to go see Newfound Glory and All American Rejects, Motion C soundtrack and the Get Up Kids. I I had very little time, so I had 30 minutes before the concert. I stopped by, found a Venom Pro, played it. I got to tell you, this game is like the epitome of a 90s Williams game. Okay. Maybe not. It might be minus the max. So the, the premium might be more that way. Yep. When I say epitome in 90s game, it's fan layout. The rules are pretty much like stack the stuff and do the one thing. Like reminds me of Monster Bash where you follow, follow the column. Yep. Yeah. Like you, you try to line up all the monsters and then you set them all off at one time ending on Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. So you can just destroy the game. Right. Yep. And I feel like Venom's very much that way as well. You do the things, you stall out of multi-ball, you can actually hold off on your multi-ball. The more balls you got, the more your your score goes up. It, really fun game. My overall consensus right now, it's not a game I'd want in my collection, and maybe it's because it's got safe progress, so it's more convincing to go out onto location, play it on location, and I can store my progress. And I'm not spending money on on machine or moving something out of my collection that I'm not ready to leave yet, right? Plus, the code's still early. Uh, I, I kind of want to see what Dwight does. Dwight, it seems like if, if you've never owned a Dwight game, I've owned a handful. Wait. You have you, to wait. Well, not only that, it kind of seems like the code shifts. Mm-hmm. It's almost an entirely different game from where it begins to where it ends. And it, can have, a, it can have a big reboot in the middle. Yeah, Correct. So the skeleton stays the same, but the muscles get beefed up, right? Like you go from scrawny kid yeah. to buff kid. So yeah. really is a fun game. Like, Great on you, Eddie. Great on you, Dwight, and everyone in the team that did Venom. I, I feel bad because I feel like this game just has stalled out, right? And we've only been, right. it's only been out for a month. And I yeah. really think people should go out, give it a chance. You're only spending a couple bucks. You do your two for three, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Go play this game. Get an opinion of it. It's, I, I enjoyed it. I yeah. like I said, I still don't think it's for my collection, but not every game is. 
So I, I still would be, I would be interested. I would be more interested if there were premiums on location. Same. That that's the challenge is that I, the game is significantly different between the pro and the premium because the ball paths change. Yeah. And you have Iron Maiden behind you. Iron Maiden between pro and premium, it's pretty much the same layout. Yeah. Even you could argue Avengers. You could argue Avengers Infinity Quest is pretty much the same game except for the subway and the Captain Marvel shot. But everything else is pretty much there. You're not going to get the different ball paths on the pro. Correct. It is what it is. And so that's why I would really still like to, to play a uh, premium to, to fully, to fully assess the game. However, this may be the first game that, that actually thrives on location. Yeah. In that people are able to save their progress because no other game does that right now. Yeah. So that this is, this is a risk. We've talked about it. This is a risk for Stern. It's a different layout. It's a, it's a more simple layout. I mean, um, but it does have that option that people may want that, you know, that second coin drop. Yeah. I agree. Speaking of Eddie games, stranger things was just announced that they vaulted on Tuesday. Yeah. It doesn't seem like there's much difference from the original to what they have now. Right. Well, there, there is a difference between the original and this one. What's that? It's $2,000 more. That is true. <laughs> so, well, even the pro, what did the pro come out at? I, I don't remember, but it was Keep going. But, but yeah, do, you think, it, do you think, obviously they're trying to meet a demand, right? Like we all, are, we saw during COVID yeah. how much of demand there was for this game. Do you think, do you think it cooled off too much? Do you think it was still smart to remake this? Yes, it was, it was smart to remake it. It takes very limited resources. Um, if they're able to renew the license, they're able to, to spit some out. I mean, how long did they spit out uh, Star Trek? It was like every year they're like, hey, and new, and new Star Trek's coming out. So they, yeah. you know, they, they can kick out 200, 300 uh, with Stranger Things. Who knows? How many do you think they're going to make? A thousand? How many? Like there's... Maybe, but if they have the parts and they just need to manufacture those, they can put it online to fill a need. And we, we have talked to them before about in the Williams days, it was like, Hey, just run it until it dies. And then you swap it. And that's pretty much the run. Stern's current model is that you can plug it back in if the demand's there. And the demand was obviously there. Yeah. Was there enough demand to warrant how many they're making? I don't know. They're also, this does cost basically almost $2,000 more. Yes. And you still have to buy the UV kit and install it. Yes. I, I, I would be more interested if the game came in a premium with the UV kit installed. Just because that it's also two thousand, and you add the three hundred dollars for that, it I, that pushes it close to ten thousand dollars. Is it a yeah. ten thousand dollar game? Maybe, maybe for some. I 
I still hold to the fact that I have attacked from Mars and that's not going anywhere because my kids won't let me. Yeah. So I'm not going to have both of those in my collection, but there are people who really love stranger things and they want that theme. Yep. Okay. So when I originally released the pro was 6,100, which now it's 7,000. So 900 bucks isn't a like, I mean, not too much. Well, let's, you can really chalk that up to inflation. inflation. I mean, this, yeah, that's inflation. I mean, everything else is inflated right now. When did this originally drop? Uh, December 30th, 2019 is when mm-hmm. the, the so original. Four years ago. Yeah. So four years ago. Okay. Premium 7,700 versus now it's 9,700. So you're right. It is $2,000 difference. It's two grand. Tea. Yeah. And then limited edition 9,100. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and if it was nowadays, it'd be 13, which yeah. honestly, Anyone will tell you the most money maker is the limited edition. Well, so, well the most margin for them. Sorry, yes, for most sure. margin. Yes, yes. But if you really take the premium, you take the uh, projector out of it and the kinetic telekinetic magnet. Wait, you mean if you take the pro? What what I'm saying, if you took the premium and you took that stuff out, you right. have the pro. I mean, right. there's there's sure. really not much difference. So it's funny because. Don't get me wrong. I love the projector. I think sure. the projector is amazing. I'm a big fan of Pinball 2000. It heralds back to that for me. Mm-hmm. I feel like they were that Brian Eddy was trying to make the game he never was able to when they when Pinball 2000 came out. Probably, yeah. But I just at this point, I had what I say 6100 versus 77. Mm-hmm. $1,600 difference. I guess really it's only a $400 difference when it when it first came out. I still just don't know if it's worth $2,000 difference now. I think it is to the right person. Uh, And there are still people who connect with this theme. I would say the theme has cooled off a little bit. I still have not seen Stranger Things. So I I know I'm an outlier. (laughs) But that's, you know, that... I... it's selling i i would say it's selling well enough yes i think there wasn't enough for location and that's where they're going yeah and that and yes it it kills on location oh yeah absolutely kills on location i i think honestly so while i waited for venom i had i stood in line and i played a stranger things because no one was Mm -hmm. playing it it is a really good game yeah it's yeah. Attack from Mars esque. I will give it that. I do the, enjoy the ramp. I do enjoy. I love the achievements now attached to it. Mm-hmm. Before that didn't have that, right? It released in 2019. Yeah, it it was not insider connected. But if you if you drop the, I don't know what's called the shield, the mm-hmm. ramp, whatever it is, and you see the demogorgon. Yeah. And you you kill it first shot, which uh, you get right in the hole instead of hitting it. Uh, on its lips or Did whatever they it is fix it so you can get it in the hole because yeah, that was I, I was able to okay so i got that was one of the problem. huge problems with the original yeah. is that you would get brick after brick yeah so i got it and it gives you an achievement called hole in one and so i thought that was pretty comical that i, I yeah. enjoyed that I'm, i still don't understand the little launch thing on the left similar to the catapult minimal madness but instead of coming mm-hmm. all the way around and wrapping back to you mm-hmm this shoots at the the drop targets. And mm. I don't know if it's pretty much just like, oh, I ricocheted in there and this is my consequence. Yeah. I can't remember if there's really any purpose to get into that hole versus just pure consequence of being in there. 
Yeah. Other than that, I thought it was a good game. It's very, very fast. Mm-hmm. I would honestly, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want Stranger Things over Venom. I probably would want Stranger Things over Venom in my collection. Okay. It, and this is the problem. You have two Eddie games that came yes. out within a month of each other. One yep. is a is a proven re-release. Yep. One of them is a new concept. So it's a little risky. Yep. But maybe Stern is, is playing the long game and Venom is a test case. They may see how it does. And even if they have to pivot with the initial production, if the license can't be that expensive, yeah, they could probably renew it and keep making that for a while. Well, do you want, do you want to know a dirty little secret if you've never noticed this? So when a designer or a coder, sorry, it's more of the coder than it is the designer. But when the coder slash designer is making their new game, they will mm-hmm. take the base of their last game and they'll shift stuff around. They'll improve upon it. If you remember when James Bond came out last year, it was very early. It was like 0.6 code, right? Mm-hmm. But it was Lonnie Rop who was doing the code on that. Mm-hmm. And the last thing he had done was Stranger Things. It still had the Stranger Things text. Yeah, yeah, it did. And, uh, and so that was unfortunate. <laughs> so my point being is, is when you're getting when you're getting a Godzilla, you're essentially getting Avengers, Jurassic Park, and Iron Maiden. All the code's all there for that, mm-hmm. but it's being shifted around. It's being approved upon. It's being molded into a new pot, right? Like, like the scaffolding's there, and they're just correct. moving walls. Yeah. Correct. So, so Venom, where I'm going with this, sorry, Venom, I think is always going to be now a Dwight thing where it has experience points built into the code. I could be wrong. I could, mm-hmm. they could be like, no, we're never doing that again. They could, mm, it I, is what I it think, is. It, I, I think they will. I, that, that drives people to location and makes people say, Hey, I can, I don't have to start from scratch every time. That you you yeah. get that with modern gamers. That's what they're trying to go after, right? Yep. You're getting at the people who want to build the experience. So they put all this they put all this into Venom. So now that system has been built. It will move on to the next one. So I think they're preparing too because Spike Three is supposed to be coming out sooner rather than later. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that advances code and and depth as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, these games are are insanely deep. Yep. Anywho, so I guess what's your overall verdict of Stranger Things? I don't know if it, I don't think it cannibalizes off Venom sales. Okay. So I don't, uh, it's not really a competitor to Venom. Uh, if you're going to be interested in Stranger Things, then absolutely pick this up. I mean, it's, yeah. that's pretty much the going rate of games. And it's, it may be unfair to say, well, it's $2,000 more, but it's the same game because we have, four years of inflation and some crazy things that happen in the market. So I, that is, even though it's true, you know, it's, that's part of the, the scheme of pinball is that you're going to have pay increases. Uh, It's the same thing. Same with cars, right? Same with cars. Heck, even look at little Caesars. It's the first time they've had an inflation or a Mm. price increase in the last like 20 some odd years. And it was a 50% markup. I mean, it was not, cheap by any means i mean it was 40 percent. i mean we went from five dollars to seven dollars or 750 yeah it might be up to eight now isn't it I, I can't remember i don't really the only the only um little caesar's version i like is the detroit style which is basically the old deep dish square version 
That's the only yeah. one I like. But they take the Italian cheese bread and put some pizza, uh, some yep. pepperonis on top. Yep. Mm-hmm. But all right, let's move on. We've got Pinball Expo coming up. I don't know if we'll record before the next expo. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Because we're literally two weeks from yesterday is when, when the uh, stuff will start. So yep. w- things we're looking forward to, I guess you'll be home. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm working. So party pooper. It'll be, it'll be interesting. I'll, I'll definitely be talking to Josh throughout the event and Josh yep. will have the, uh, the 3.0 hats. Yep. So I just put the order in for those on Monday. So awesome. They promised me they would have them all by next Friday. And we had quite the response to those. Holy Good. crap. And they're great hats. So yes, I'm wearing one right now. So, well, we gave the option of the new 3.0s and yeah. the existing 2.0s. Yeah. So we, we had a handful of the, the new whites, the snapback. Holy crap. Uh, yeah. A lot of people like those. Yes. It was great. I think we ended up going 15 snapbacks as I mm-hmm. think what I ended up ordering. That was just the black, not including the white. It, yeah. it was pretty crazy response on that. But, um, anywho, so we have four reveals coming out here at Expo. We've got people that have confirmed mm-hmm. the mystery company is releasing Labyrinth. Do you think this is a good choice for a pinball theme? Okay. I saw Labyrinth last year after neving, never having seen Labyrinth before. And I could not understand why people like this movie. <laughs> It's a terrible movie, legit terrible. Like I, there's, it doesn't make any sense. And if you have, if they're totally tapping into that nostalgia thing, uh, go ahead. It has zero connection to me. What about you, yeah. Josh? Honestly, I don't, I, I don't know if it's sacrilegious or not, but I've never seen Labyrinth. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's a classic for some. It's a classic for my age group. Uh, okay. it's, it's one of those things. It's, it's, I would, I would put it in the Goonies category that for some reason, so many people connected with it. Um, not sure that the same group is going to buy Labyrinth. Uh, Cause I don't think it, it's not like one of those things where it's like, Hey, it's Mario and the younger generation connects with it. I, yeah. I guarantee my kids watch Labyrinth. They're just like that. This is kind of weird. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah it was kind of weird. Oddly, though, like Dark Crystal's getting resurgence and has its own new series on Netflix. Well, it did, but it it only lasted one season. Oh, okay. Well, Netflix yeah, it has only been lasted one. It, it was actually I thought it was I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great. I thought it was good, but super expensive to make uh, the Dark Crystal. So they I they were getting really into uh, the lore of the Gelflings and the the clans. And how the Skeksis were basically esteemed as uh, as a prophet figure, but they were uh, unknowingly very dark. Yeah. So it, it, I thought it was going into a very interesting uh, realm, but it it obviously didn't last long enough for them to decide they want to renew it. So overall, so your thought is this may or may not hit hit or miss. Just depends on how it looks. Yeah i I don't have a good feel. It's it's not for me. So I I'll be curious to see other people and let us know. Let us know if Labyrinth is one of your dream themes. I don't hear it ever ha- as being floated before though. Yeah. So there, you know, there's there's those those 
wish list of rumors, you know, or like, I wish this game would be made. And I don't remember Labyrinth being high on that list. I think it is smart, though, coming out of the gate with a license. You have to. I'm sorry. You have to. That's if there's anything. If there's anything that Data East slash Stern proved is that licensing sells games. Yep. One hundred percent. Okay, so the next release that's coming to Expo is Elements by Pinball Adventures. What are your thoughts on this one, Scott? I I guess I'll see what the demand will be. Uh, I would say Punny Factory had a mixed release, to be fair. There were were some problems with manufacturing, but Spooky's America's Most Haunted wasn't... Uh, it, it was it was a first run option. It was the, yeah. it was learning how to cut your teeth in the pinball industry, and they've been able to to build a company for themselves. So, yeah, is it possible? Maybe this this seems to be like the art is very interesting. It looks like a seventies uh, fantasy sci fi vibe. Yeah, and so if that's what you're looking for, it's. Um, it kind of borders on like a Dungeons and Dragons art vibe. Okay. So we'll uh, we'll see if that connects with audiences. What uh, what are you thinking, Josh? It's one of those games that I'm going to have to play it to see what I think. And right. I really don't have much interest in it besides. Yeah, it it, it may be fun, though. I mean, yeah. Hot Wheels was uh, Hot Wheels was way more fun than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah. So that was that was a, a theme that I was like, ah, I don't know about this, but it actually works well for for that game. So we'll we'll see sure. if this is able to do the same thing. I agree. Well, it'll be interesting to see what they can do. But you are looking for niche collectors, though, just because uh, unless you have 10, 15 games, you're probably not going to take a risk on this. Yeah. Next game. uh Pinball machine for non-pinball people at a pinball convention. Home pin with their third game. Yeah. This guy is not easy to like. Yeah. Uh, he he really has given the proverbial middle finger to pinball players. Yep. He's also given the middle finger to Americans. Yeah. So you're coming to Expo and uh showing a game in a pinball in a pinball centric expo yep in the United States of America where you have by your own admission you had bad experience with four customers yeah i don't know i it'll be interesting to see how it's received because well, it's me, it's like if I remember in the interview, he said he wasn't going to sell to people in America anyway. So I could be I, wrong. I, I don't know, and I'm hoping that people get second chances. We'll see. Yeah, none of his other choices have been something I'm interested in. Yeah, so I, I doubt that he's going to find a lot of people buying it. It seems like he's going off theme. Yep, and it's on. It's uh, the equivalent of a 
Zizzle, he, he flat out admitted that codes were not, or code was not that interesting for him. Yeah. So it, you're making a game that, that beeps and dings and you're supposed to drink it at a bar or sorry, you're supposed to play it while drinking at a bar with your friends. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see that that is not going to fly well in a pinball players area because people are looking for code and they're looking for something to put in their house that they're not going to get bored of in a month. Yeah. Or bored of on the second ball. Yeah. That's why Stern Indiana Jones really isn't well received. You can have an amazing thing, yeah. but if it's, yeah, I don't know. I, I right. guess I haven't seen the sales numbers on. I, I me neither. Uh, it, it'll be interesting. I'll, I will look and see what is released. Uh, and I will, I will anticipate you guys giving me a report to say how well it's played. Yep. I will play it and let you know if I'm allowed to play it after I went off. He, he tends to hold grudges. And so it'll be interesting to see if I'll even, it, well, if he even knows who I am. Don't want that kid over here. Yeah. 25, I, 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 I doubt it. Usually, usually is how many they produced of Stern Indiana Jones, by the way. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So it's, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how it's received. Yeah. Uh, it's more of an oddity. Uh, I, I know a lot of people who are spinal tap fans that even that theme was not enough to make them want to buy this game. Yeah, I agree. All right. And the fourth one, if it's true, JJP revealing Elton John, sorry, Elton John is the rumor, but supposedly JJP is geared up and ready to show at expo which yeah. is less than eight months between Godfather and Elton John. That's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. They've promised they're going to start pushing out there every nine months. And so we're, we're there. Yeah. And okay. I, I think JJP makes, they make great games. Yeah. They, uh, the, um, so guns and roses is a, an amazing immersive experience Toy Story, the biggest criticism I had for Toy Story was the price. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like an awesome $8,500 game that was packaged in a $12,500 uh, sales thing. So yeah. th- that was that was my stumbling block on Toy Story. However, I think it's a fun game, and I would own Toy Story right now for the right price. Yeah. Godfather is... It, it's a... It's a very specific theme for a very specific audience. Are you going to tap into the same audience with Elton John? Because you are in that, you know, 70s nostalgia. Yeah. So are you going to be able to capture enough people who are in their 60s who are interested in buying Elton, uh, buying Elton John? I think the thing, too, is, is JB, JJP does a great job with colorful flamboyant games i mean wizard of oz with the rainbow i mean guns and roses felt very colorful i and i feel like concert machines are their are their niche because looking at guns it it looks great i guarantee it'll look great yeah i'm really intrigued to see because steve ritchie's mostly known for fast play yeah it doesn't seem to be the fit for him he he's he's more of a hard rock guy not a, a 70s pop guy 
Well, there was some heavier stuff that he produced, but still, point being is what the Elton John. Yeah. Okay. Don't think maybe Saturday night's all right for fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One song. (laughs) Well, okay. It's it's great, but he's also known for like Daniel's song and. uh, But we're also talking to man about a man that his his hits were sixties and seventies, right? Right. Am I going too early with sixties? Yeah. Uh, 70s was really his his wheelhouse. He still had some things in the 80s too. Okay. But 70s was really the uh, his his era. So you're looking at it's 50 years later. So people who were in their 20s. So you're looking at 70 year olds. Skyline Pigeon 69. Goodbye. Let's see. Rocket Man 72. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're looking at that. And there's some stuff in the 80s as well. Sure. I just don't look well, at Ca- this. Captain Fantastic is a seventies game. Yeah. I, I just <laughs> don't look, I just don't look at these, <laughs> these songs though. And just, op- I just think concert pin and, and granted, I've never seen Elton John live. I El- have Elton John's really good. He's a really good. I've seen him live. Uh, he seen- is a, he's a great player and a great entertainer. Um, but he like his songs, he is 70. Yeah. So it's uh, it's people in his age demographic who will likely be buying this pin. Yeah. However, if it's done really well, then it could be one of those those old as new things. Yeah, it'll be it. It'll, I, I'm most curious about this because it'll be interesting to see the the supposition was that uh, Steve was not able to make the games that he wanted because of the constraints on build of materials. Now, the the rumor is everybody has the same build of materials and so everybody uses those differently. So is that uh, is that a designer issue or is he just not know how to co- like make something more cost effective? I felt Black Knight would have been a much better game if they were able to put something up on that upper play field other than the cannon. Yeah, uh, I or the catapult. Excuse me. I would have. I would have rather had pop bumpers, targets, whatever, on that upper play field, and ditched the whole uh, uh, catapult thing. But you know, who knows? Maybe may a, a new company, new environment. Steve may pull a rabbit out of his hat. See, and I'm really intrigued by this because, like, like you said, Steve has said time and time again in interview after interview mm-hmm. since his departure from Stern. Yeah, that he was hamstrung or handcuffed right because of the bill of material. Let's talk his last three games really quick. Just, just really quickly. Led Zeppelin, which in my opinion is just star Trek, but crap, not crappier design. Sorry. The shots are a little more tight, but findable, I guess. (laughs) It's a more challenging uh, shot selection. Yes. Star Trek. I mean, it's wide open. Yep. And like you can hit those ramps. St- yep. uh, Led Zeppelin is not that easy. Correct. Black Knight Sword of Rage, mm-hmm. which I really think is a good game. You, you're, it, it, it felt like there was something missing, though. Yeah. It well, felt like there, the pros actually better than the premium yeah. because it plays better. But the you're if you're going to do a release... It's it would like to be doing a Star Wars sequel like without you're like, hey, we're making a sequel to Empire Strikes Back, but it's not going to have Yoda or the force in it. 
Yeah. And that's kind of how it felt with an empty play field, uh, an well, upper play field, excuse me. And I just didn't see the cost difference for the upper play field. And Grand, the topper is one of the best toppers in, in pinball. The topper was awesome. I actually just sold my topper. Thanks. I, my, my friend actually sold his Black Knight LE because he wanted a pro. Yeah. And so he texted and said, hey, would you be willing to sell me the topper? on the contingency that if, if you want it back when I sell it, then you can buy it. And I said, sure. Yeah. So. I, I really think the mech for that was cool, but overall it, it fell flat sales wise. Right. Star Wars, which is obviously going to sell no matter what you put in it. Uh, they've proven that time and time again. Yeah. But I still felt, felt like this was another felt empty. It, it did. It, it just, I was, I wanted an Ellie and once it was released, I backed out. It's one of the few games where I actually backed out after I saw it and yep. I don't regret backing out. Game of Thrones. I would argue that's probably his last. Yeah. Last Game of theme. Thrones is. Yeah. It, it, theme's a big thing for me. Yeah. And uh, that's not my theme. So I guess Star Wars was a hit in the regards that like it's it sold was. a lot. It, it, it was, it was ever, I still see it on location. It's, mm-hmm. Still, yeah, but Game of Thrones was really good. And then before that, you've got Star Trek, mm-hmm. then ACDC, 24, Spider-Man, mm-hmm. World Poker Tour, which was amazing. It was a really good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elvis, which was all right. Yeah. Terminator 3, which was really good. I just, looking from when he started at Stern to Terminator 3, it just feels like some of these games are revered as some of the best games ever made. Some of them. I mean, heck, you, we we account ACDC for the revival of pinball. Okay, yes. ACDC is an unqualified home run. Yes. Absolutely. His Star Trek's ones, amazing. It's a fun game. It really it is. is. So so you have ACDC, you have Star Trek. Um, the other ones, I would say, were more good efforts, yeah. but I wouldn't say a long-term owner. Uh, yeah. So I guess overall, it's going to be interesting because Steve Ritchie has proved that he can make a good game. Mm-hmm. Like I said, those last three were a little rough, uh, especially Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, especially with Elton John, I feel like is a hurdle to get over. I'm not hearing anyone that's like, oh, I just Elton John is the game, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. I I think he could pull it off. Yeah. There's certainly a lot of catchy songs and you don't have to have a rock band to do it. It could be, he has a lot of fast songs yeah. and so it can still be done right. And not everything has to be like a, you know, it has to be a rock band. Yeah, true. It doesn't. I mean, pink would be a great, I've said it before. Pink would be a great pinball machine. Yeah. Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. Yeah. I was listening to their Ramones day. I'm like, why hasn't this ever been made? They were banned from the 60s slash 70s. Yeah, they. No, no. It seems like most people remember the Ramones for who they are and maybe what they represented to the punk scene. I'm not sure too many people are still listening to the Ramones though. What are you talking about? It was. In, it's been like the last three Spider-Man movies. It's been Shazam. I mean, it's. Okay, I, I feel like there's still some relevance to Ramones that I, I even think the you get tired generation. of it. You get tired of the Ramones, like many people—not me, but many people—felt like they get tired of Iron Maiden's music. 
Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. So we have we have a couple minutes left, and okay. we got hit up by Kinetisys. So Colin over there says that let's do a big collab, and what we're going to do right now is we're going to talk about our top five favorite current pinball machines. Uh, let's just do a quick, just a quick synopsis because a lot of these games. Scott and I kind of discussed this because it kind of leaves open some room. We're going to try to aim for games from 2012 to right. now because that's current and kind of what we're playing most. So I guess let's let's Scott. Do you want to start off with number five? Let's go five down to one. Who? Wow, I don't know if I could rank them all. Do you want me to go first then? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I'm going to go in the number five spot. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, I think it is a great okay. throwback to '90s games. Okay, mode based, very straightforward. Shoot this, do that. Okay, I love the music. the The voice callouts were great. There were some shortcomings that, like, the animation was a little rough. But overall, it was a game that I always was enjoying stepping up to. I, I sadly sold mine, but to get to Godzilla. So, right. but really, I still think if you want a good butt kicking game, mm -hmm. it's Ninja Turtles. And if you're into tournaments and you're in a tournament and there's a turtles in there and you know how to play it, yep. you do have the advantage. I know a lot of people steer away from it. Mm -hmm. uh, last tournament I played with the turtles in it, I always went to it and I kicked butt. Yep. So if you can learn a turtles, it's definitely to advantage to you. So what's yours, Scott? What's your number five? <sighs> number five. I am going to say, looking over, okay, this one's going to be a little bit of a throwback from 2012 on. Okay. I'm still going to put Metallica in there. I mean, Metallica oh. is, it's a great game. And yeah. it it moved a ton of units. Now, I will say it's it's been, I think everybody has moved on from Metallica, but I'm still going to put which Borg uh, am I going to put in the top? Would I in in this hurts me, but would I put Metallica in or would I put Rush in? And I think Metallica just edges out just because of it's it's brutal, it's hard, but it's also lean. Like Ru Rush yeah. is awesome, but it seems like there's a little more going on. So I'm going to give yeah. Metallica bonus points for accomplishing something amazing on a smaller scale than rush. Yeah. So I'll, I'll put Metallica in there. I, I don't disagree with you. It's, it's a really good game. Mm -hmm. Number four for me, I'm going to go with Avengers infinity quest. This is a game I keep consistently coming back to. Mm -hmm. It's one that I do have to put down for a little bit, but when I come back, I still, the flow on this game is amazing. Yeah. Like it just, I don't know if there's a better shooting game out there right now, which makes me feel sad. Cause like, Avengers, for some odd reason, is put at the bottom of L1's list, but still at 24 or 25 is the spot. Yeah. You can't complain with those results. No, it's still great. Still a great game. I love being able to... It, I think the hiccup is, is people always focus on the gems, and really mm -hmm. the object of the game is to assemble your Avengers and go after Thanos and yeah. do that three times. But the gems are so fun. There's just something about starting reality 
spin ripping that disc, getting all the lights lit up, and yeah. getting a multi ball in there with it, and just start slaying it. And it is just, awesome. It's one of the few games that the shots go up. Yeah, like they go up on the play field, and it is it's really cool. I wish yeah. that the Captain Marvel shot were a little more dialed in, but yes, it, it is. It, I, every time I think of oh, okay, well, which one do I? Which Elwin game would I sell? Yeah, sadly, it is the one that that bubbles up. But then I go play it, and it's like this is so different than the other ones. I can't. It's so. funny though, because to me, like Avengers is more refined, which obviously it should be than Iron Maiden. Yeah, but Iron Maiden gets such a higher praise, right? But I don't know if it's because it was his first game, and, it, and people just was like, "Wow!" Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong; I do enjoy Iron Maiden. I own it. I have the Pro right there. You can right. see it in my screen. But there's a clunkiness to Iron Maiden that I don't enjoy. Okay, it, when when you hit a shot and it doesn't doesn't register because the ball came up off the path, or it gets frustrating. Where in Avengers, I feel like minus the captain marvel ramp which i have mine mm-hmm. dialed in so it, it it punishes you if you don't hit it clean if you hit right. it clean it's going around a, a it's great yeah it feels yeah. so smooth yeah mine sm- mine feels like butter so i have no complaints with my captain marvel yeah but that just once i got my avengers dialed in yeah it just every shot registers i feel like i earned my score in that game where with iron maiden there's been multiple times i've gotten to the end and something's ricocheted and again, it's, it's pinball. That's pinball, right? Sure. But that's like one of the reasons I don't like Houdini. Like Houdini ricochets so bad out, brutal. Of, out of the theater that I just, it, mm-hmm. I don't want to play a game where I get frustrated. Right. I want to play a game I enjoy. Okay. Or I feel like if I did lose, it's because of my fault, not because the game okay. was crappy. So that's my number four, Avengers. Okay. My number four is Stranger Things. Nice. Uh, I would say that uh, it it started out, and yes, people looked at it and said, "Ah, geez, this we've seen this before." Okay. Mm-hmm. However, every single two flipper game has the same shots. I'm going to break it to you. Like there, there's basically seven shots that you can make off those flippers. Yes. And so, if you're doing a fan a two flipper game. It's going to feel the same. Yes. Now it was cut short and I'm really glad they brought it back because it is an upgraded version of revenge from Mars, which is, or excuse me, attack from Mars, which is a classic. Yep. So it's doing it equal and it's equally good, but updated. So I'm going to take stranger things as my number four. And I'm glad that, People have the ability to buy it now. If you want it and you missed out, buy it. Yep. All right. So my number three, I am going to go with Guns and Roses. Okay. This game is full immersion. You always talk about World Under Glass. Mm -hmm. This is it. Like Stern might be the kings of tournament play and everything like that, but just the, just you feel like you're in a Guns and Roses concert. Mm-hmm. It just it feels so good. It, it's it's cool to see like having different items from the band members on the playfield, like the drumsticks as a ramp, mm-hmm. and just building up that combo. And and you know it's that whole 
risk reward factor built into it. It's a really fun game. It's a beautiful game. Mm -hmm. I just, I think overall, it's one of the pinnacles for Jersey Jack. It may not be mechanically the best, like Pirates of the Caribbean, which I would, I would almost tie with Guns N' Roses for my third. But I really, there's something about Guns N' Roses. The, the, the light show that mm-hmm. is immersed and connected to the footage of the game. It, it's just so mesmerizing playing this game or watching someone else play it. It takes a little bit to get into. That, that yeah. is my, my only one downfall is, is you don't really feel like you can enjoy the game until you get stuff going. Mm-hmm. And it takes, it takes a little bit to get going. But once you open up this game, it, it's a blast. So, yeah. Okay, so that's your number, uh, number three. Yep. My number three is... Deadpool. Deadpool had that boomerang action where when it came out, people said, this is simple. This is, this is a, th- a throwback. This is, this is not worth your time. Nothing to write home about. Okay. Yeah. As people got to play it more and more, there is, maybe this is a theme on my preference on pinball machines, but there is an elegance to simplicity especially when it's done well. Yeah. And Deadpool is a simple game that is done so well. Um, it is the game that I moved upstairs so I could move Pat Cap- Cactus Canyon down, but it was kind of because it was the main game I was going to, and I needed to swap it up. I still have no interest in selling it, Yeah, but I swapped it out of my collection. So I would be driven to play some of these other games. Yep. So Deadpool is my number three. Great, great game. And it's one that I consider putting on being on my list. And that's I'm glad you put it in yours because I'm like, it needs some recognition. It is right. Really and, good I, game. and I want to, I, okay, I'm cheating a little bit because when you put Guns N' Roses in, I, I wanted to make room for, for other games in the list yes. because I'm, I'm glad that you put Guns N' Roses in because, yes, you are right that it is an experience. Yes. I, uh, again, I prefer the, the, the streamlined approach of a, a Deadpool. All right. I don't know if this one's considered cheating since we said like games from 2012, uh-huh. uh, you know, like ACDC to newer, but this game did get a remake in 2017 attack from Mars. And it has to be the LE that topper. Yeah. is just one of the best make you smile. Yep. Goofiest. Just, I, I, I don't regret selling any of my pinball machines, but if I could get one back, yeah, I really think it'd be my attack from Mars. What it was once described to me that attack from Mars is like the epitome of pinball, right? It yep. is just fun, joy in a box. And the way that Chicago gaming company has updated this game with the mirror blades and the LEDs mm-hmm. and just, the sound is so good, so yeah. good on a CGC. It's funny. I almost say they don't need shaker motors because you turn those up and you'll feel the game shaking in your hand. They're right. built like a tank. It, there's a reason that these games are highly sought after and mm-hmm. resell for high prices. I really wish Chicago Gaming Company would release a new game once a year and then do and a vault. Re- and do a, a vault. vault. Yep. Either the same year or the next year. Give yourself because yep. you know it takes a couple of years for them to come out with a game. Please, Doug, if you're listening, 
you've got to start putting out more of these games. There's still a high demand. I know that pinball is tapering off in the market, but there's still a high demand for Medieval Madness Attack from Mars. I mean, people are even looking for Cactus Canyon, which shocks me because when we both discussed it when it first came out, it just wasn't getting the 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 hype I thought it would until it released. And it, something it's just CGC knows how to take these games and make something magical out of them. Mm-hmm. And Attack from Mars for me is that. Yeah. <laughs> And there is, like I said, it is the epitome of like 1990s code. Like we all cling onto that 90s era because it's kind of a great entry point where it's more modern, yep, but still simplistic, right? Yep. It's easy to understand rules, but you're still feeling like you're not playing a 1960s EM. If you haven't played Attack from Mars and Ellie, you have to. It just it's it's hilarious there yeah. there's, there's call outs it's it's absolutely funny yeah it's memorable it just it's everything and it, my one of my favorite parts is if you've never time done for this, tea time for tea <laughs> uh, if you're going after the you know when the all the aliens start jumping on yep. the play field and you've got to knock them down to start martian multiball yep if you leave the one by the scoop for the very last and you miss him and hit it into the scoop he will laugh at you and say haha you missed mm. just funny little quirky things like that right yep it's it's just a great game so that's number two in my heart attack from mars okay i'm cheating (laughs) (laughs) thank you declaring that i'm cheating so my number two is all four cgc remakes oh my goodness okay okay i thought mine was cheating but yeah all four CGC remakes because they are the games that my kids want to play. Okay. Yes, they will fail in in depth of code. They will fail in the only one of those four: uh, Cactus Canyon, uh, Monster Bash, uh, Medieval Madness, and Attack from Mars. The only one that is tournament ready is Attack from Mars. Yeah, because it still has that risk, like. Any other, like the Travis Murrays out there, the Tom Graffs out there, they're going to kill this game, these games. But when I brought Cactus Canyon down, that was the game that my kid just played over and over again. And so for the sake of the new generation, we need more pinball like that in the modern era in that they're fun and they're still fun to play. Yeah. So finding that balance, you know, maybe there's the theme in my, in my list is there's something to be said for elegant simplicity. Yep. So that in, in the toppers, my gosh, they are amazing. Like all four of those toppers, they, the one downside with cactus Canyon is that no one wants to buy it without the topper. Cause the topper is so cool. So yep. find a way. Uh, I agree with you. Keep, keep pushing these things out, <laughs> figure out a way to make the next, uh, uh, you know, the next remake, like do a whitewater. Your whitewater would be amazing. And the only problem is I'd have to find ways of collecting all of them because I don't think I can sell any of them. I agree. So that's why it is my number two in that my kids won't let me sell any of them. All right. Number one, I, I I think do you want to say it together? Yeah, I, on three, one, two, three. 
Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, yeah, it, I, it's it's not not even close. Yeah. It, it really is not even close. That the the gap between one and two, it's like Tiger Woods at his heyday when he was so far above every other golfer that it wasn't even close. Yeah. And, and that is, that is amazing to me that we have almost a hundred years of pinball. And I even add like the, the modern flipper era. Okay. Yeah. Like how many games are out there and the number one game justifiably rated uh, is a game that was la- released last year, two, two years, years ago, ago, actually two years ago. Two years. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so two thousand, yeah, two years ago, 2021. So that is just, it's amazing to me that it is fun, casual. It is fun, deep. And again, Keith Elwin is the king of elegant simplicity. Yep. He does. He makes games that new people can understand and tournament people still like. I think not only that, he's learned how to dangle the carrot yep. so that you feel like it's close enough that's achievable. Yep. But it's still hard enough that you want to come back for more. Yep. And I think it doesn't matter if you're a newbie or if you are, you know, Travis Murray or Keith Elwin. There is just something about Godzilla that is just amazing. It's the little nuances in the code. It's the way the game mm-hmm. metamorphosizes as you're playing it. Uh, the mechs, which are simplistic, but still amazing. It's it's what pinball should have... It's it's what Adam Family did for pinball in the 90s. Right. It's, it's what Godzilla has done. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, there will though, be a post-Godzilla and a pre-Godzilla. Yeah. Because it is the new standard. And, and, and it, by the way, I will say elegant simplicity. Keith has done that. However... There are so many options on Godzilla that it's not like you're doing the five things or the five modes. Yeah. Like you can attack that game from so many areas yep. and you still won't be done, but you don't feel lost like wizard of Oz where well, it's, just, to- it's just so complex that you're like, I don't, I don't know where I'm going. Well, and, it seems like pinball is very much like line up the dominoes and then knock them over. Right. Like you're trying to get them all lined up. And sometimes in pinball, you you only get about half of them lined up and you got to knock them down because you're a ball three and, Mm -hmm. and this is the best you're getting. Right. And it's that wood choppiness, right? Like you you think of medieval madness, you think of attack from Mars. I'm getting the dominoes lined up to, to, to Mm -hmm. the castle. In in some ways, even though I love Metallica, it's the same thing. Like same thing. Do a crank it up again, you know. So but Keith Ellen has found some way to make you feel still accomplished, even if you don't send up all the dominoes. And nine times out of ten, you're not going to get to the end of this. I've been to Planet X like three, four times. Yeah. And and you've put and like three thousand games on it. <laughs> I don't least. know if I put that much. Yeah. But it, it's just it's. I still feel accomplished getting to the mini wizard mode of mm-hmm. either Terror of Mecha Godzilla or of oh Monster Zero, mm-hmm. and, and that it's what I love about it is it gives it to you as you're playing the game. It's like mm-hmm. you've done these things that you've been already doing. Let's give you a mode for for achieving that. 
where a lot of the other games, like mm-hmm. take Ninja Turtles, for example, mm-hmm. or even Foo Fighters, you have to complete those modes. Yeah. Like Foo Fighters is a great example of this. Like you start the mode, you need to complete complete it. If you're not, your your city is flashing and you will not get to the mini in the mini wizard mode. Mm-hmm. You need to do those four things so you can get to it's a multi-ball. You can either go to, I want to say it's either Austin, Texas, or it's like Washington, DC, I think is the two mm-hmm. places for me. And yeah, like and Guardians of the Galaxy does the same thing, right? Right. It's like you have to fight to get that mini wizard mode. Where Godzilla is like, oh, you've been playing long enough. You've earned there you the go. mini wizard mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're paying attention, you can get them pretty easily. Right. And that I think that's the direction pinball should be going. Like mm-hmm. rewarding you for playing longer. Like there is if you want tournament play, then go with tournament play. Like get rewarded for making all the shots. And I get it, I get it. Like people complain. Godzilla rewards you for mm-hmm. flailing sometimes. And that's kind of the case in some instances, but sometimes it isn't. Right. You know. I feel like I I actively have to decide whether I'm going for points or I'm going for depth in the game. Right. Because I I hate to tell you this, you know, there's people having broken a billion on that game. I can get a billion in Tokyo before you're leaving it. So mm-hmm. it's just how you approach the game. Yep. All right. Well, that does it for our list. One last question he had for us. What do we love most about pinball right now? I I've like been thinking. The, go ahead. Go okay. ahead. I want you to go first. I've been thinking about this a lot. I really think it's the community. It's something we talked about earlier. I mean, it's even like, you know, Colin reaching out to us saying, hey, there's this concept that someone else came up with. Do you want to run with it? It's like, yeah, let's do it. Sure. You know, like I said, nine times out of 10, the community is pretty amazing. Yes, there are their trolls. They know their trolls. They're not abashed by it one bit. They're not ashamed of it. So, but overall, I look at other let me let me give you an example really quick and i'll be super quick about this i played diablo on the phone i haven't played diablo in years i love diablo 2 never really got i never was able to play three so i got i can't remember what the name is for it's like diablo immortal or something like that okay and it dumbfounded me that a mature game that had a bunch of adults playing it was so toxic Mm -hmm. and immature and just spiteful and this is supposedly a tight knit group that makes clans and and runs these things, but it was just it was it was, it was poisonous. It was poisonous. poisonous. Yeah, and especially po- to new players, you they they destroy new people. Correct, and, and it was call them idiots. Yeah. yeah, and and they they make fun of you for not even knowing. And it's funny mm-hmm. in pinball, it's like if you've ever been to a tournament and you 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 don't have to know very much. If you go to a tournament, mm-hmm. people will, will say, hey, this is what you do, or this is yeah. what you can do to improve, or like you will get help out of the gate because I, f- I firmly believe it's like the first time we did Salt Lake Gaming Con, mm-hmm. Bo and, or the second time, sorry, Bo and Karen showed up. And I walked over to Bowen because at that time he was like top 30 player somewhere on mm-hmm. there. He might still be, I can't remember. I haven't looked at the list very long. But uh, I walked over to Bowen. I said, I, I've never seen a Starship, Starship Troopers in my life what do i do and he's like he's like i'll boil it down to two things and i can't remember it was like shoot this shot so many times and then you're going to shoot like one of the bugs or something mm-hmm. and it's going to be your jackpot and multi-ball and that's really all you're going to do that's the two things and it was funny because like he told me those two things i went and played starship troopers they came back i told him my score and he's like 
that was your score like that's a really good score for a game you've never played before mm-hmm. but it was like it didn't bother him and maybe he didn't didn't feel threatened i don't know but i feel like every tournament i've been to everyone's been very nice to be like what can i do to help right like are you enjoying yourself like there's only been two instances i can stand out in my mind where i did a tournament um we played a i love actually pin golf i know mm-hmm. people probably think i'm crazy for it but i did a hole in one on twilight zone it was doing all the locks and starting multi-ball something like that i can't remember but i did it it was it was kind of hard and uh jeff rivera of the pinball podcast was partnered up with me and he's like holy crap that was amazing you know and there was only one dude i was like eh, it's only twilight zone <laughs> you didn't do that great but everyone else was like you did great you know like mm-hmm. regardless if they believed it or not right and so but my point being is, is the community is amazing doesn't yeah. matter if it's tournament doesn't matter if it's podcast it doesn't matter what it be i mean look at dan rostin's team and mm-hmm. that dude he was we were signing his autograph book last expo and now the dude has his own podcast if you right. haven't checked it out pinovators on tpn give it a listen it is pretty amazing it's pretty good stuff so yeah i was actually texting dan yesterday <laughs> so it was interesting because we were talking a little bit about just the industry and just kind of looking at it from a fan standpoint and i i i actually passively said yeah well i I get it. I, my undergrad was mechanical engineering and he's just like, I knew there was something about you because <laughs> I, I don't know what his major was, but he, he certainly has that background too. That actually transitions right into my love of pinball is that it's physical. Yes. That you actually have a connection to the machine. That's not filtered through a screen or an algorithm. I mean, it's, you, you are, it is something that if you take the glass off, you could grab the ball. Yep. And so I love that it's, it's something that it feels real in a world that has increasingly turned artificial. I agree. So everything you said about the community, a hundred percent true. I, it's, uh, I still remember when I put two and two together that uh, Jeff Rivera was local because I had just barely bought, I think, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to figure out a little bit more of how to use it. And he was driving you know, he was driving out to pick up uh, Ghostbusters for the release party. And so it was, it was interesting and he was very welcoming. And I had lots of questions and uh, just it was a very good experience, but I, I just love having something that I can physically interact with and that, uh, you know, it, it feels, it feels real. It feels retro. It feels in it's, it's a pre social media experience. I agree. Well, Scott, my camera has officially died. I, have pulled I can tell theory. you, you're, you're, uh, you're frozen there. Yep, it's an Elgato no signal. Oh, Elgato no signal. They could have taken a better picture to freeze on. Oh well, it is. That's okay. Is. But uh, I appreciate you joining me tonight and us doing this. And uh, I guess the next time we talk, it's going to be we. I don't know. We might get an episode in before for uh, X, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if we. We'll see if we can do it because you. You're probably going to be very busy getting ready to go. So we'll see what happens. 
So but definitely hit up Josh if you are going to Expo. And uh, hey, you know, if you see something cool, message me because I want to live vicariously through you. So definitely let me know. All right, man. Well, if you want to get a hold of us, you can get a hold of us through loserkidpinballpodcast at gmail.com. We're also available on all the socials at loserkidpinball, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, X, TikTok, YouTube. If you haven't subscribed, you should do it. And same with our podcast and whatnot as well. Uh, we appreciate all the people that have been reaching out. Quick shout out to Pinball Hands. That is from the game people. He listened to our episode with Don and loves that we talked about his stuff. And he enjoys Pinball Podcasts and been listening to ours for a really long time, he said. Uh, and he enjoys that we talk. We stay mostly on topic. We don't talk about pizza toppings, which don't listen to our... Uh, <laughs> our expo or our tpf episode i guess that was more about people stealing pizza not yeah people stole pizza it was pinball relevant yeah yeah it was very pinball relevant hey (laughs) if you're wearing any if you're wearing any of our swag hats shoes backpack shirt whatever take a picture with josh find him at expo i want to see a picture definitely and i've got i'm gonna be wearing my shoes so we'll we'll twin out so okay sounds good see you guys soon see you soon